Welcome to the Divine Self Secret Garden Podcast. On today's episode, Gunther Mueller, and I am your host, Megan Garden Podcast. I hope you are all doing well this week. I um, just want to invite those of you that are new to my podcast, you can come find me on YouTube at The Divine Self. And if you're listening to this podcast on my YouTube channel, you can find this podcast on all major um, podcast apps called The Secret Garden. So welcome. I'm getting so many new listeners and it's it's exciting and thrilling. I'm really excited. I have Gunther Mueller joining me in the garden today. Uh, Gunther is an extre- is extremely excited to be sharing his revolutionary magnetic mind method that is taking the personal development movement by storm so that his clients can learn how to turn thoughts into things. Um, this is about becoming conscious creators and living the life that you absolutely love. It's critical that victims of abuse learn how to take their power back and learn how to dig into their subconscious and fix the patterns that no longer serve them so they can live a life that they love. I'm so excited to be welcoming Gunther to the garden today. Welcome, Gunther. Yeah, so the place that I'd like to come then from your audience is true choice, true desire. Okay, what happens when we get into a traumatic event of abuse and things like that, we make decisions to survive. And after that traumatic event, the decisions that we made may no longer serve us today. And that's what keeps us from getting what we want. And so fundamentally, we we need to make a shift in the identity. And when the identity shifts, that's when we will have a different experience um, in reality. So the way we consciously create our reality is we need to shift the identity. So especially people that have gone through different abusive, they have certain beliefs about themselves. They have beliefs about other people. They have beliefs about the world at large, and they're not conscious of that patterning or that belief that's going on. And so true choice, true desire um, comes from the place of what do you really, what would you really love your life to be like? Because most of us are in the problem-solving reality. We have to step out of the problem-solving reality and move into the creator stance and take back that power of being creator, being creative, and actually manifesting a reality that we love. Yeah. Instead of being dominated by the past and what's happened and trying to fix that situation, we come from the perspective that you're not broken. There's nothing to fix. And not having what you want is not personal. It's completely structural. And so accessing the superconscious and recoding the subconscious is the fastest, most effective way. That's why we call it a revolution in the personal development space. Because although law of attraction and all that stuff is out there, it's not complete. And a lot of people still don't have what they want, even though they've tried that. 
Yeah, and I think that a lot of the people that I do coach and talk to, um, they're in these relationships because they got in they got into it at a certain vibration, right? At a certain, they attracted it in. And then they think that they're never going to find anything better and they stay in abusive situations. And I feel like that they feel that the better option is to stay in these abusive relationships. And so when I try to break it down for people and I say, you know, you want someone that loves you. You want someone that respects you. You want someone that doesn't hurt you. You want someone that, you know, is there for you. That's not ever going to happen here. And so I feel like, I feel like they bring this into their life though, for this to happen so they can have a huge paradigm shift and actually change their life. But so many people will stay in these situations for a really long time, thinking that the situation is going to change or trying to change the situation. What do you have to say about that? So what I say is that what's happening is we have some self-sabotaging identities that are going on. So when you have experienced a traumatic event, in that moment, you did the best that you knew how to do with the information that you had, okay? So what we have to stop doing is putting labels on things of that was bad, or I should have done it different, or I screwed that up, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. We have to be very conscious of the egoic mind that we have. The egoic mind wants to keep the situation the same. And so it's in survival mode. It's trying to just keep you alive and getting you through, let's say, what is, okay? And the, some of the, the top six sabotaging identities are, I'm not good enough, all right? I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. I'm insignificant. I'm not perfect, or I don't belong. And so to touch on what you said there is like they stay, people stay in toxic relationships or relationships that do not serve them, relationships that do not give them the experience that they would love to have, right? Because this identity structure is running. And the rule of the quantum physical universe is that your identity is congruent with your active experience. And so there's only three places we can be. We can be stuck, like nothing's moving. It's just the same thing, Groundhog Day every day. Second position we can be in is oscillating, meaning oscillating feels like I take three steps forward, I take two steps back. I take three steps forward, I take two steps back, right? So I, I kind of, I set a new thing. This is where like New Year's resolutions come in and things like that. Oh, this year is going to be different. This year I'm going to do something different. I'm going to set this goal. I'm going to go for this, right? And you kind of start moving in that direction and then maybe you can touch it, taste it, feel it, it's coming. And then it just slips out of your fingers and boom, you snap back to the way it was. And then the third place that we can be is in flow. Flow is where you just turn thoughts into things, desires into experience. And so that's the objective of the magnetic mind method is to become super conscious. And when you become super conscious, we simply recode the resistance that's there that's keeping us from what it is we truly want. And see, the important point is really to, to decide and to choose what it is we would just love to have. Most of us are making decisions from the problem-solving reality. Let's just take it. You know, 
I, I really don't like this relationship. It's not my optimal thing. It's not what I want, but I'm going to stay because it's the only thing that I really know, or it's the only thing that I, that I can control. It's because if I go somewhere else, well, that's foreign, that's new, that's different. Who knows what's going to happen there? Okay. And so our programming is that I'm just going to stay because I know how to manage this. Yeah. It's not what I want, but I know how to manage it. Yeah. I, I agree with you and, and people get complacent and then really the, it's really the fear of the unknown, right? People, people tend to get so, they get so fearful of, of the unknown. And I think not even just in relationships, but, but in, in many aspects of our life that they tend to just get, get stuck repeating patterns. And, um, but even still, they don't realize that they're still creating when they're stuck and what, because that desire gets bigger and bigger. And hopefully eventually they take the leap to make the change. Well, it's got to be more than a leap because look, when we have subconscious programming, I want you to think of the subconscious like windows 10 on your computer. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't know the code that's running on your computer. All you know is you hit the on button and the computer comes up and it's running windows 10 and you get to use it. The subconscious mind is the same thing. It's what makes your heart beat. It's what makes your brain function, your lungs move, your cells to divide and die and do all those different things. That's Windows 10 in your body. So when we approach problems from the conscious mind, like from willpower or conscious desire, we, we try to take that step where you phrased it like, I'm going to take a leap, right? What happens is the program wins. Unless that program gets rewritten, right? You... you It'll take a lifetime to try to do it from the conscious mind. So in the magnetic mind method, what we do is we attack it from the superconscious, because the superconscious side of yourself knows everything, knows every situation you've ever been in, knows every emotion, every choice, every decision, knows all. And that truly is who you are. The problem is we've forgotten who we are. We have forgotten our power. We have forgotten how we are connected to all that is infinite. And so learning to become super conscious and connecting that side of yourself and then making new choices. Look, the only power that we have in life is the power to choose. You think about it from the moment you wake up in the morning to the point you go to bed at night, you're making one choice after another. What time am I going to get up? What am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? Where am I going to go? Where do I need to be? It's a series of choices all day long. And we've heard choices have consequences. I want to say choices is what creates your reality. Choices is what creates your experience. So if you've had traumatic experiences in your life, you've had to make decisions on how to survive. Yep. Those decisions have written the code. And they served you well at that moment. They're not bad decisions. I don't want anybody to think, oh, I made a stupid decision. You didn't make a stupid decision. You made a decision to help you make it through what was at that moment. But now the fact that the decision was made, if you made a decision that, you know, I'm not good enough to have the relationship I would love to have, right? If you hold that, you know, I'm not worthy to have the truly loving, intimate relationship I've seen in the movies or I've seen in the fairy tale or I've seen whatever. I'm, I'm not worthy to have that. If that's the underlying program that's running, you'll never get it, right? If you have the thing, I'm not capable of being that kind of person. If that's what's running in the programming, you'll never get to that desired reality. And you'll choose to just stay with the status quo. 
Does that kind of make sense? Absolutely. I, I, I call it staying in your victim story. So it's kind of the same, the same thing, yes. right? And, and so many people that I talk to, they don't know how to get out of that. And I'm like, you gotta, you gotta approach this from a very different place. And, you know, for me, it was, it was meditation and really trying to connect with me because I felt like my world externally was so chaotic in every aspect that the only thing I had control over was my own, my own body. I didn't even feel like I had control over my choices at that point. Right. But I did have control over sitting and meditating and feeling me and really kind of grounding. And then it was just little steps and, or every day, little things got better every time I did that. And then, and then the shift happened where I was able to make the change and get out of, out of the situation. Um, so what would you say would be one of the first steps for people to take to even just I, th- I feel like taking a step to say, okay, you're going to leave your relationship is a huge, that's a huge yeah. job for people. So how do they start to take these little. Well, what, I, what I'd like to do is share the five-step magnetic mind method with you. All right. Okay. So if your listeners maybe take some notes, but these are the, this is the five-step magnetic mind method. Um, the first step is to have a true choice. Call it a true goal, true desire, true choice. And the choice is not a stepping stone unto something else. When I say true choice, I mean it is the desired end result. It's something that you want just because you want it. It's something that you want just because you would love to experience it. And that's different from the programming that we've always had, which is to solve a problem, okay? Many times we choose things because it will get us somewhere. It will get us to a thing. And when I'm talking about first step being you need a true choice, it's the end result. So an end result sounds like I choose to experience a completely loving and intimate relationship. That would be a true choice, okay? And you don't have to worry about how that's going to manifest or how that's gonna come into your life. What we need to do is stay focused on what we want. We need to stay focused on the end result of what we want. And I'll give you four examples of what we call the core four creator stances. I choose to live my true nature and purpose. I choose to live my true nature and purpose. I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life, right? It's a choice. I choose to be that predominant creative force in my life. I choose to live the life I love is another one. It's all encompassing. I choose to live the life I love. I choose to be healthy and vital. A lot of folks are experiencing health problems, right? That keep them from doing what they want, living that life that they love. And you see the four core choices, they kind of overlap. And they are end results. They're not stepping stones unto something else, all right? So that's step one. We need to choose a true choice, a true desire for no other reason than because we'd love to experience it. I want it because I want it. I want it because I would love to have it. I want it because I love to experience it. So when we know that true choice, step number two is we need to create a structural tension. We need to understand what we want and the way it is now. We need to create that tension because the mind wants to resolve tension. And when we become conscious of the tension, we create this structural tension by just by asking, okay, that's my desired end result. That's what I want. And this is the way it is now. And we don't put a value judgment on it. We don't say the future is going to be better than the present because that anchors us in the present. We need to be content with what is right now find that place of non-attachment, find that place of contentment. 
And then we just need to see, this is what I want. This is what I desire. This is the way it is now. And just see the difference between the two. Not one being better than the other. One is just different than the other. And that's a key fundamental point because it takes the energy out of the current situation. When we can view our current situation just as this is just what is. It's not bad. It's not wrong. It's not right. It's not messed up, right? And, and a lot of us think a lot of times the future is going to be better. If I can only get this, then my life will be better. Your life's not going to be better. Your life is just going to be different. It's just going to be a different experience. And when we can hold that in the mind, create that structural tension, that's step two. Step three is to get into the emotion of the end result. Emotion is the lighter fluid. Emotion is the energy in the creative process. So we set the intention, which is the knowledge of what we want, the desire of what we want. And we ask ourselves, what does it feel like to be in that place? So if I asked you, you know, what does it feel like to be in the most amazing, intimate, loving relationship you can imagine? And get into that space in your meditation, right? In a meditative, mm -hmm. contemplative place. We, we have a saying in the magnetic minds, we need to be it in order to see it. We need to actually be it. And the beauty is that the mind does not know the difference between imagination and reality. So when we imagine something, I want you to think about an Olympic athlete and how many times they have imagined themselves breaking the world record. It takes somebody like Michael Phelps, who, you know, eight gold medals. And how many times has Michael imagined himself touching that wall on the pool and looking up at the scoreboard or the time clock and it's, oh, it says new world record, right? He broke the world record. He's played that videotape in his mind thousands of times. And he's been in the emotion of the end result of breaking the world record. What does it feel like? What's the audience doing? What does it sound like? What does it feel like to break a world record, right? Or let's take this. What does it feel like to be in a loving, intimate supportive relationship what would that feel like yeah well, maybe I, it feels caught go ahead I, I love that because i feel like in toxic relationships you tend to forget what a loving relationship feels like and it's actually when when i was tasked with this with just my therapist she's like what is that what would that feel like to you she's like not even look like what would it feel like i had i struggled i didn't even know anymore and once i was able to kind of realize what that felt like and actually say it out loud. I was like, wow, I was able to even tap into it just a little bit. And it, it made just a little shift where I was like, she's right. Like, I, I, I want that. I want it to feel that way. And I, and I started to think about that a lot. So yes, yep. I like that. It's all about the feeling. Cause you can say it, you can say, what does that look like? It looks, you know, but when you actually put the feeling behind it and you start to begin to feel those feelings and those emotions, then it starts to become real. So feelings sound like this, confident, free, loving, um, you know, it feels like respectful. me. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. respectful. It's And so you're right. It's hard sometimes when I'm coaching a client that's had this kind of experience for them to even come up with the words. So what a coach does is kind of maybe suggest some words and then the client will be like, yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word, but that's it, right? And so it's, you're right. You're absolutely right. The unconscious programming has come to the point where we, we don't even remember what it feels like 
to have the thing that we say we want. And so this meditation time, this contemplation time is super important to get into the emotion of the end result. Because what you focus on grows. If you focus on the problem of being in a negative relationship, guess what's going to grow? The reality, of, the reality of being in a negative relationship. So we need to step back. Look, the negative relationship just is what it is. It's just what is right now. And when we step into the creator stance and we stay, we say, this is my true choice. This is what I want. This is what I'd love to have. This is what I'd love to experience. That's what I want. This is what it is now. No judgment. It's just going to be different. And then I get into the emotion of the end result. I can feel what it feels like. I am now informing my super conscious self of what I want. This is the reality that I want. And in the quantum physical field, there's infinite possibility. And the possibility of you being in an infinitely loving, intimate relationship is one of the possibilities. And by doing this exercise, we're actually collapsing that reality into our active experience. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a little bit of time because we are moving our identity into a place of, I am good enough. I am worthy. I am capable of being right. The identity needs to move so that it's in congruent alignment with that new reality. And when that happens, you see relationships disappear. They just vaporize. Yep. I, I want your audience to think about them living in a holographic movie. You're in a movie where you're the main character. And you're the producer, you're the director, you wrote all the scripts, you handed everybody their parts as to how they treat you, how they interact with you. We have to come from the position that we created it all. I love that. And I, you know, and I even for people that are listening that don't want to leave, because there's so many people that just can't go there yet. Sure. I, I say, I have them do this exact same exercise too. Like, okay, what, what, what do you want in a loving relationship here? And I find that a couple months later, they've made such huge shifts that they no longer want to be in this, this dynamic. Cause you can't control what they're doing. And I, you know, I have so many people that call me like, oh, you know, is he a narcissist? And how do I control that situation? I'm like, you, you don't, <laughs> you can't, you can only control you. Um, but I think, you know, I, I, this works in all aspects, you know, um, and if you've just left, I find that people are really devastated after they've left and they feel in complete despair and it's right. like, it, it's rebuilding. Right. And so this can work in every, every aspect and every angle of, yeah. or the stage that you're in, in these relationships. Yep. So step four, then what we do in the magnetic mind is we say, okay, you see the structural tension between we go to super conscious and as a magnetic mind coach, that's what I do. I just have the client relax and just get into that maybe childlike innocence space. Go from your head kind of into your heart a little bit, you know, a meditative place and just calmness and quietness and just become an observer. And I get into the field and I talk to super conscious on behalf of a client and I say, look, do you see the true choice? Do you see what is desired? And usually there's a response. Yes, I see it. Do you see the resistance? Do you see what is keeping the main personality from moving towards that true choice? Yes. Can you treat that? It is a treatment plan. A recode is a treatment plan. And we ask superconscious to recode that subconscious programming. Mm -hmm. 
we don't have to know what the problem is. We don't have to know where it started. We don't have to know all the details. We don't have to relive all the gory details or anything like that. We just have to know what we want. Clearly, concisely know what we want. Being the emotion of that end result and then ask superconscious to basically do a massive change history because the choices that we made served us when we made them to survive. Years later, that choice no longer serves us. And so we're just asking for that coding, that choice to be rewritten, just like a Windows 10 update. When, it, when an update comes in on a computer, you say, yep, update it, right? And it goes and it updates the program, you do a restart, and now it's running on a new program. Yeah. And that's how things shift in our active experience. When the program gets rewritten, and we don't consciously need to know what the rewrite is. Could be parental stuff that happened. Could be up to seven generations in the past of information being carried through the DNA. It could be things that happened between zero and seven years old that are really impactful to creating our identity. It could be things that happened in our adult life or in school or with friends or with work environments or employees, whatever is going on. We don't need to know the detail. All we need to know is ask for what we want, be clear about that, ask superconscious to do a recode on that. And then the fifth step when that's done is we take the next obvious action step. This is where the secret and uh, the law of attraction kind of drop the ball a little bit because you can't just sit on the couch and repeat positive mantras or affirmations and things like that or you know try to get in some meditative stance. It may take a very long time. We actually need to be in action. We need to be in momentum. We need to be in flow. So after a recode session, it's very much like, okay, what is the next obvious choice? And I'll give you an example in the health field, right? Somebody wants to be, you know, optimally healthy and vital. Sometimes after a recode, I say, okay, what's the next obvious action step? It could be as simple as drinking more water to stay hydrated because part of optimal health and vitality is to be a hydrated human. And so obvious action step would be is to drink some more clean water. Next obvious action step might be to make a doctor's appointment because you haven't seen a doctor in five years. Uh, an obvious action step might be to eat less fast food and eat more natural food, right? To move the identity to that congruence of the desired reality. If my true choice is to be healthy, well, then shouldn't I probably do some of the things that that healthy version of myself would be doing? And moving into the belief structure, the belief pattern of that future identity, what, what would that person be thinking right now? What would that person be actually doing right now? What does, what does that life look like? And keep contemplating that. Don't contemplate the problem. Because if you contemplate the problem, you get more of that. You have to contemplate the desired reality with the emotion recoding the subconscious mind and then taking the next obvious action that is in the direction of that true choice in the direction. So that's the five steps. And then it's kind of like a rinse and repeat because what happens is resistance to the true choice comes up. We recode that resistance and the identity shifts a little bit. 
And then more resistance will come up to the true choice. We recode that resistance because superconscious will only do as much as it can safely do, let's say, in one given session, in one given uh, event, right? It can't recode, let's say, 30 years of programming in one day. Mm-hmm. Because it may it may destabilize other aspects of the personality. It may cause other unwanted changes, right? So it has to happen in a way in which it's safe, in which it's acceptable to the different aspects of our personality, right? We have things like the inner child, the protector, the controller, um, the wounded aspects of ourselves, all these aspects of our personality need to get kind of aligned with the treatment plan and allow the identity to move. And it's when the identity moves, the reality shifts. And that's truly the quantum physical world. The science behind that, just so your listeners don't think this is just my opinion, okay? Mm -hmm. In 2001, the quantum physicists really discovered this. And what they discovered was that these quantum particles, and they have all kinds of strange names, the particle didn't even exist until the observer chose or desired to observe it, like wanted, wanted to measure it, okay, wanted to observe it. It's in the intention to observe something or desire to do something that the particle actually showed up. That is creation. That is manifestation. And that's what I mean by collapsing from a field of infinite possibilities When we focus on what we want purely and we're sending that message to the superconscious in a regular basis, not sending mixed signals to the superconscious, but sending a clear signal to the superconscious of what we choose, what we desire, the emotion of the end result, and we continue to do that, we actually collapse that possibility, that true choice, that desire into our active experience. And that's what we mean by creating your own reality. That's what we mean. Certain characters in the holographic movie will disappear. They'll go away. Effortlessly. I I say this all the time. People say this and I can attest to it too, that, you know, when I left my relationship, even my friendship, some some of them just went away. It wasn't like we got into any kind of argument or we even had a conversation. They literally fell out of my experience. And I, and, and I, I, I hear this so much from people I'm like it's because you're making such a huge shift and you're and you're choosing different choices and choosing things that work for you that those people don't they can't live in that in that vibration and that resonance with you anymore and which is great because that helps you avoid toxic relationships going forward and you're starting to learn how to make better choices for you right yeah so you you the circumstances the events the people, the characters of in your holographic movie, you know, it's just like you're editing the script. You're, you did a rewrite on the script. And therefore, everything that you're experiencing in your movie, I mean, even from close loved ones, parents, siblings, whatever, right? Then you got your friend circle, then you have your acquaintance circle, you have your where you work or the interactions that you have at school or different things, different levels of relationship, right? Things just shift. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to know how that happens. You just have to kind of become the observer and say, oh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that strange? Isn't that a coincidence? There are no coincidences. Okay. You are creating that 
situation. You're creating that um, setup, let's say, for you to experience that which you would love to experience. Okay? Mm-hmm. The, the, the stage has to be set. Okay? And one thing I want to share with your listeners, too, sometimes we have an urgency about how fast something needs to happen. I want to implant for your listeners the idea of as soon as possible. I would love to be in a truly loving and intimate relationship as soon as possible. If you set the date, this has to happen by June 30th or July 31st or August 31st, right? And that deadline passes and goes, it creates a negative depression cycle or whatever you did, it didn't work, right? Oh, it didn't work for me again. I tried that. It didn't work. And so you create this negative pattern loop again where things haven't worked out. If we take the stance of saying, look, as soon as possible, and we stay committed to that true choice, and we stay in the emotion and result, and we do take, let's say, 15, 20 minutes a day to really get into that place, to imagine it. That's how we get to be it in order to see it. When we can touch it, taste it, smell it, feel it, and we're in that experience and we're imagining this relationship and we're putting those words to it and what it feels like. That is the most powerful thing that we can send to superconscious, to this infinite field of possibilities, informing it that this is the possibility that I desire. This is the one choice that I want. I love that. I think that you have so much here and, you know, so in line with what I, what I teach, um, how can people come find you and, and come get more information and possibly come work with you and do these five, these five steps and as you said, transition. Yeah. So I have a website called Dream Life Masters with an S, dreamlifemasters.com. You can check it out. There's some free stuff on there. You can get like a morning ritual PDF, which is pretty cool. Um, You can join one of my webinars also at some point where I go through the science of superconscious creation, you know, because I think the hardest thing for people to accept sometimes, this sounds too like airy fairy, too fantasy. It's way out there. You know, I don't, yeah, that might work for you, but that ain't going to work for me. Okay. I'm telling you, everybody is already super conscious. You are already creating your reality. That's the truth. We just don't remember. We don't remember who we are. We don't remember our power. We don't remember that we are creators. And so this process is about remembering who you truly are, because there's three of our, there's three minds that we have. We have a superconscious mind, a subconscious mind, and the conscious mind, and we live in the conscious mind. Okay. That's, that's our experienced reality. And many times we think that's all that there is. So on dreamlifemasters.com, I do about, um, there's about three videos on there. They're about 20 minutes long. And I really go into the science and the structural tension. I go in much deeper depth just to understand the five steps. And then for your listeners, what I'd like to offer is um, a lot of times people want to experience a recode session. And so if you go to Quest for the Quan, I don't know if you remember the movie, Jerry Maguire. Remember that movie, Jerry Maguire, with Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. there? And he was all about the Quan. And that's why I call it the Quan, because the Quan was everything. Look, it's more money. It's more life. It's more love. It's more health. These are the choices and the desires that as human beings, we would just love to experience more. 
And we keep ourselves small by staying in these identity traps that we've created for a reason, okay? But when you're in the place of choice and you get to choose something new, you're in the power position. The power position is the place of choice. Just by asking yourself the question, what do I really want? What would I just love to have. And as your audience is listening right now, I want you to write that down. I want you to take some time to just contemplate, what would I love? What would I love to experience? Because we don't ask ourselves, they don't teach us in school to ask that question. There's nobody in our world that's really asking us to ask ourselves, what will we really love? We're asking ourselves most of the time, what do I need to do to survive? What do I need to do to get through today? What do I need to get through next week? Right? Yes. We're not contemplating, gosh, what if, if I could create anything, what would I create? We have, to, we have to get to that answer. We have to t- spend some time thinking about what would I love? Not, not coming from the place of what's accessible to me, what's possible for me, what's, what, what is reality in my world. You know, great things can happen to other people, but they certainly don't happen to me. If we have that identity running... That's exactly what we're going to get. So we need to come from a place of that creator stance where I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. I choose to live my true nature and purpose. I choose to live the life that I love and I choose to be healthy and vital. They're all just choices. And when we stay focused on those choices, not on the problems, purely on the choices, and we do some recode sessions. So I I invite Anybody would love to try a one-on-one session. I normally charge $397 for an hour and a half session to do a recode because we got to dive into some matter. And, uh, you know, getting that done, for your listeners, I'll do it for $109. It's a one-time thing. They can try it one time. And the only place you can get that is Quest for the Quan, Q-U-E-S-T for the Quan, Q-U-A-N.com. And I'd be happy to uh, spend some time with anybody that wants to experience a one-on-one recode so you can feel the shift you can feel let's say the lightness or sometimes it feels like something's crawling around your brain some people see flashes of light some people past history images come up you know different things happen but things shift and it's when that identity shifts that's when the reality can shift yes that's because yeah. I, um, I love that. And I will definitely put that in the show notes. And um, this will also be pushed out to my YouTube channel, because I think you can be such a huge benefit, especially right now with just what's going on in the world. People are so they're carrying so much heaviness. And I find that I'm getting more and more and more emails from people, you know, reaching out for support and help. And so this is this is a huge help. Yeah, it's a very it's a very practical method, right? Because a lot of us, you can read books on, you know, the five love languages, or you can read a book on this, and you try to process all this information. But truly, what matters? How do you apply it? You know, okay, that's cool. What do I do now? How, how do I how do I make this shift now? Right? Uh, otherwise, another day goes by, another week goes by, another month goes by, and we're still we still don't have what we want. So imagine a process in which we can actually get what we want. Finally, finally get what we want. Whether that's more money, more love, more health, more whatever, whatever it is we choose, whatever we love to have, we can have it because we are already super conscious. We just don't know the tools in the toolbox on how to actually do it. And that's where I I firmly believe this is a revolution in the personal development movement. It's kind of 
one of the last things you'll ever need. It's the last, I think it's the last thing you need to learn. And look, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in personal development. I've, if there's a thing to do, I've done it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've experimented with it. I've tried it. I've done it all. Right. And, uh, you know, 30, 40 years into this now, I am, I'm really convinced that the quantum physical reality, the science has now backed it up, the neuroplasticity of the brain, the epigenetics of the brain. There's so much science supporting the fact that we truly are powerful people and we can create what we want. I think that's amazing. Well, Thank you so much for coming on my show and sharing this information with my listeners. I, uh, again, I'll be sure to put all of this in the show notes and um, all of your information for people to reach out to you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I, I love the secret garden concept and that's what it is. We need to get into that secret garden, spend some time there and just take some time to choose what you love choose, get clear on what that true choice would be. That's I, I, I call it plucking the weed so your new garden can grow. There you go. Awesome. Yep. Love, it. Love it. Gunther, thank you again for joining me in the secret garden. For those of you who would like to find Gunther, you can find him at dreamlifemasters.com. And for those of you new to my podcast, you can come find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at The Divine Self. On next week's episode, I have Diana joining me is a survivor of narcissistic abuse and now works with victims uh, and I am excited to have her on. Until next time, have a good week.